You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. good things are happening, but I felt like just getting straight to God's Word. Is that all right? Amen. The Bible said, uh, we're going to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 16 to 18, and the Bible said, what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people therefore come out from among unbelievers and separate yourself from them says says the Lord and don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. So the title is simple separation and anointing. Separation and anointing. I want us to pray together right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the sweet anointing that is in this house and the glory of God that is here to transform lives. Thank you for every person, every young person that's here. Lord God, I pray that you would speak and that you would lead and that you would Lord, help us to be so sensitive to the Holy Ghost in this place. God, we pray that the name of Jesus would be lifted up. We pray, Lord, that the glory of God would be felt. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for the resurrected Christ. Thank you for your word. Oh, God, speak. Help us. Lead us. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. One more time. In Jesus' name. And you can be seated. Praise God. I, first of all, would like to address an inaccuracy in how we view the Scripture. First of all, we take it out of its context. Let me show you how we do this. The Bible said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So it said, love not the world. But then the Bible also said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that anyone who... uh, I I do know this verse. I'm getting old. I'm over 50. That believeth on Him, there we go, should not perish, but should have everlasting life. So two verses, one said, Love not the world. One says, Love the world because of context. That's a great teaching tonight. If you're reading the Bible, know its context. The context of one and the Greek word there for world means the system of the world. The sin of the world. Amen. But love the world, or when God so loved the world, speaks of the people of the world. And so there's a distinction in Holy Scripture between the people and the system. Amen. The Bible teaches us that Jesus was a friend of sinners. And the scriptures we just read were not teaching us 
not to ever be around sinners because there are hundreds of verses that teach us to be around sinners. And so it's not saying that, but rather it has a very specific thing. Separation from their sins. In verse number 17, don't touch, don't touch their filthy things and I will re- welcome you. It's not about the sinner, it's about the sin. A matter of fact, in Luke 7, 34, Jesus is called a friend of sinners and we need to be friends with sinners. Amen? And it's inaccurate for us to believe that we should somehow separate ourselves and have no connection to this world. We are the hope of this world. What's sad to me is statistics tell us that if you're going to win people to Jesus, it's within the first six months of you yourself coming to Jesus. And the reason why is after you've been in the church for six months, you lose contact with people. You change. You are distant and distracted. And then we have so many church events, and they're wonderful. And the Bible said, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But we just become engrossed in us and forget the incredible burden that he has for the world. Amen? For God so loved the world. Jesus is a friend of sinners. Amen? When we came back to the Netherlands, we have about 70% of our congregation on a Sunday uh, were not there for for a little over four years ago when we went to the Netherlands. Amen? About 70% are new people. Amen? That have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Our new a church plant right in the middle of the Hague. And God is doing, matter of fact, a couple of them were baptized today and one received, young person received the Holy Ghost. But when we left the Netherlands, I am thankful to say it wasn't just church people that cried and hugged us and said, we're going to miss you. But it was people that do not even believe in God. Amen. People that do not even as of yet completely give their life to Jesus. Amen. People that put their arms around us and cried and said, we're going to miss you. Amen. Because we, as God's people, need to constantly be in the lives of the people that God wants to reach. In Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10 an angel came and talked to Cornelius. Cornelius was a good man. He gave, he prayed alms, which means he gave to the poor. He prayed daily. He had a relationship with God. He would do anything. And he was so sensitive to the spirit realm that an angel could talk to him. But yet the angel said, send for Peter. The angel could not convey the message. A man, mankind, had To reach mankind. That's the plan of God. Amen. That's the plan of God. Peter was on the housetop. Was stubborn. Didn't even want to go to Cornelius' house. He had so many paradigms and mindsets. And stubbornness. Keeping him from doing the will of God. That God had to give him a vision. And shake him up. And argue with him. 
to get him to do what God had called him to do. But still, it's Peter that had to come and minister to him, not the angel. If you pray but have no connection to your community, that's like there being a God but no Jesus. Because the Bible says God became flesh and dwell among us. <laughs> it's like having Acts chapter 2, 1 to 4, but with no, and there were added to the church great multitudes. Because there's a scripture after the outpouring, it said, now when this was noised abroad, the people came together. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Acts chapter 2 verses. When this was noised abroad. Amen. What happened in the upper room has got to get out into our community in Jesus' name. And I said all that as a disclaimer to my message. It's not even my message. Is that cool or what? That means it's going to be really long. I promise you, not true. I promise you, I think. I've got the digital clock right there watching me as I watch it. Amen. We are the temple of the living God. So God said, I want there to be a separation. I don't want you to go where they go and do what they do and live where they live. Now, I'm finding, is it just me, I'm finding it more difficult now. Now, I'll give you an example of this. I was raised as a young adult here in St. John. But I was born on the Miramichi, right? And uh, we had a corner store. And once in a while, my parents would give me like 25 cents that would buy a bag of chips and a bottle of pop and chains left over, right? And I would go to the corner store. Now, I want you just to imagine I'm like 7 or 10 years old or 11, and I'm walking in the corner store. And over there is a magazine rack. Well, the problem with the magazine rack is that the person behind the counter is friends with my mom. You know what I'm saying? So as I'm walking in, if I even look over there, <laughs> oh no. If I even look towards the, the bad section, then my mom will know before I leave the store. Because we had a party line. You know what they, that is? It means that it's kind of like social media, same thing. <laughs> right? It's like TikTok in McNamee. It's, it's where everybody has a different ring, but when you talk, everyone in the community can hear on the phone, right? So by the time I went home, it, was, it would have been like, Alan was in the store, and he kind of glanced that way, right? So for me to sin was very hard. You know, a big trip. I remember my parents said, we're going to town, and that meant Doke Town, and that's 10 minutes away, and I... And don't you talk, and I won't name the names in case you're related to them, but don't you talk to him and don't you go hang out with him because you know what happens when, 
and I had a list of things. But the neighbors, my, my uncle and aunt that lived next door, right? It was hard to sin. But I find it easy now. <laughs> Father Carter's away, don't tell, okay? I'm living for Jesus, I really am. And, I'm, and I love Jesus with all my heart. Amen. But when I'm watching, like, um, Charlie bit my finger and it's still hurting, video on YouTube, there's worse things that come up on the side, on the ads, than there was in that corner store magazine rack. Are you here with me today? Okay. Are we going to get real down home honest today? I'm on the phone here, my phone right here, and this is worse than the corner store by a whole lot. Amen. And we are going to be big boys and girls today, and we're going to get real and say, amen, that it's harder and harder in the world that we live in to stay separate and distinctive as God's holy people. Amen. That there is, has got to be something so strong that gets a hold of us. An anointing, a conviction, a revelation of the holiness of God. We, and again, you know, there is mercy when we fail. And we fail. There is mercy. Amen. But somewhere we've got to learn to pick ourselves up. And live for Jesus with all of our hearts. Amen. I remember a few years ago, our daughters, isn't Janessa awesome? She's here with her cool friend, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Just because I like to embarrass people. And so I remember our kids were real young. And we were like, let's go downtown. There's stuff going on. And again, I probably did it for me. For my ADHD, than, more so than my kids. But we went downtown, and there was cotton candy, and there was like a Ferris wheel, and there was all kinds of really great stuff, right? And uh, so we had cotton candy and probably chicken wings and Ferris wheel and got dizzy, and there was cool stuff. It was awesome. And so later that evening, it was a weekend, we had family over. And so when family came in, I said, and they had kids, and I was probably trying to save our furniture because <laughs> they had more kids than we did. And I said, you want to go downtown because there's this cool festival happening downtown, right? And so we all went downtown. And when we got downtown and we went into downtown area, uh, the Ferris wheel was still, still there, but it wasn't moving around. It wasn't working. And the, the cotton candy people had gone home, and, uh, but they had a live band, and there was bars out on the street everywhere, and, and the loud music, and, 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 and I still like loud music, but, you know, not that kind. And the atmosphere had changed, and people were walking by, and it was like, whoa, and, and we've got little kids, and I, I had to turn to my friends that I had brought all the way down there and bragged about it all the way. Oh, it's going to be so cool. There's cotton candy. Right? And had to turn and say, I'm sorry, this is dumb, but can we go back home? The atmosphere changed. 
And through the years, the Lord always calls this one back to my memory. And this is what I think about. What do we do? Make a rule? Right? You say, okay, it's good um, until the cotton candy machine. (laughs) It's good until 5.59. But after 6, you get kicked out of the choir. Because next weekend it may be different, right? It may be okay. I'm not talking, I'm not, I'm not being your pastor. I'm just talking principles, I promise. But are you with me? This is what I found out. That in the world that we live in, with change happening so fast, right? That there's no way to say, okay, you can do this now and not, and you, you can do, and you, you can't. And, and it would be ridiculous anyways because he's called us to, to walk in the Spirit. And, and, and we're sons and daughters if we walk in the Spirit. So the real issue is I need a personal revelation of God. Right? I need a real personal revelation of God so that God can lead me and speak and direct and and convict me of sin and convict me of things that are dangerous. Amen. I remember a few years ago we became really close friends with the family and they were wonderful. As a matter of fact, they were at that time our best friends. And the Lord spoke to me very strongly and said, you can't have them in your home anymore because... They've made choices, and they're going to destroy themselves and everyone around them. And there was no hint of anything, or a little bit of hint, I guess. But that was weird and awkward. We have a Dutch word for that, hefta. It means awkward. It was a hefta moment saying, I can't come over tonight. No, no, you can't come to our house this weekend. And it was weird for just a few months because I was trying to, you know, not be mean, but I... The Lord said, just stop. And when about, I think it was about four or five months later, bang, it was like an explosion of of testimonies of hurt and sin and issues and problems that God had totally protected my wife and I from. Wow. And I'm like, thank you, dear Jesus. I have learned to listen to the voice of God. Amen. I've learned to listen to the voice of God. Can I just be okay? I feel a little uncomfortable because I don't normally do this when I'm out preaching on deputation. This is not the style of, of ministry, but I've got to listen to God and say what he's saying. And I struggle with this even sitting there before I come up. I don't want to preach this. I'm preaching this because this is the will of God. Amen. He's called us to distinction, to love the world and hate the world, to love the people but hate the system. Amen. He's called us out while we're still in. And it's, it's a stretching. It's weird. It, it's because we're in the world but not of the world. And the only way in this generation that we live in is for us to get to the throne room 
and get before the king of kings until, like the prophet in the Old Testament, the post shook and the smoke of the glory of God filled the house. Amen. Because in his presence, there is word, there is revelation, there is understanding. Amen. If you could just somehow take a step into the glory of God, things that are difficult all of a sudden become easy. Amen. Change happens. Amen. When you're in the glory of God. Amen. Get into the glory of God. Don't just be satisfied with the presence of God. The presence of God comes, the Bible teaches us to bring us to Him. The mercy of God comes to bring us to Him. It's like when we were kids, you know. I never get turned down for a date ever because you know why? I asked my friend to ask them that she liked me. And if, she, if he said no, then we never ask. You know what I'm saying? We're just kind of grinning at each other, flirting. I got to know where I stand before I make the leap. You know what I'm saying? That I worship song is just that. I'm sorry, it's beautiful in the presence of God, but I'm sorry. Amen. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Gates and courts are the door, the entrance. And some people have lived in the entrance for 45 years. And you praise and go home and praise and go home and nothing changes. This is what you got to do. The Bible said, give us this day our daily bread when Jesus taught his disciples to pray. See, the, the, the kingdom is a daily thing, not a weekly thing. <laughs> the kingdom only week re, uh, works if what you get on Sunday is transmuted into your Monday where you wake up and say God lead me God speak to me God help me I want to be pure I want to live for you Jesus I want to walk with you Jesus amen every night my daughters live in different time zones than us and so three we're in three different time zones Amen. And it's weird. It's, it's awful. But it's the will of God. <laughs> and we're very, very close. And sometimes I get overwhelmed. Janessa lives in Fredericton. My uh, daughter and husband pastor church in Winnipeg. And we're in Europe and the Netherlands. But this is what I do. Every night before I go to bed, I lay my hand on the doorpost, on, the, on my door. And that, it's not a, an idol. I know the door has nothing to do with it. But it just represents my household. Right? And I pray in the name of Jesus, cover Janessa and Amy and the new baby in Amy's belly, Zane. They even gave it a name. And she tells everyone the name before it's born, so can I. <laughs> and I pray for my wife. I pray for my marriage. I pray for our mind. Amen. I pray that we are covered with the blood of Jesus. Is this okay? You, you've got to take what we felt in this service, and you've got to bring it home 
And you've got to live it. It's a diet. Amen? I would be as skinny as Brother Lackey if you could diet one day a week. Right? Or if I could just read about a diet or dance about a diet. But somehow, it's got to be implemented in my life. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> but come out from among them and be separate. Be distinctive. Amen. This is what I find is if you become like them, you lose your attraction. Right? I live in Europe and it's godless. There's less Christianity than there is in New Brunswick. It's godless. And people have looked at me and said, you come to North America to bring your religion? Like, and sneered. Like, it's godless. But yet, I find mixed with their antagonism is curiosity. Right? You know what I'm saying? There's something there that if I can just smile and love people and have a relationship with Jesus, but stay what I am. <laughs> right? Because if I'm like, if I become them, they got nowhere to go. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I, I know because I'm the youngest of seven kids. I know what it's like to play, you know, hide and seek and you, or, or tag. And you have home base. You know, you can run there and you're safe. But then the older brothers move home base. Right? So you never feel safe even when you want to run home. Amen. Don't move home base. Even if people don't like it, you love them, but don't move home base. Amen. You are merciful. You're not judgmental. You're not mean. You don't look down your scrawny nose at people. Amen. You consider yourself lest you also be tempted. We are all in the same boat together. We can love people, but don't change. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm concerned. Wow, I'm over 50. I sound like an elder almost, don't I? That's really weird. I'm concerned. But I am concerned. And uh, there was a man, he was a pastor. And uh, I loved him. And the Lord spoke to me about some things, even some things online. And uh, this was, I, I don't know, about three years ago. And I'm like, how do I, how do I just start? Hey, praise the Lord, brother. How you doing? Uh, and then suddenly say, are you have a problem with it's just weird, right? Hefta. But it kept being stronger and stronger. And so finally, I sat with him. I said, bro, I'm sorry. I just got to say this. Are you having problems with? And I named it. And he said, yes, I am. I said, bro, please. I'm not being judgmental. I'll pray for you. Let's talk. And let's get you some counsel. Let's get some so that it won't go to the next level. He said, okay, I will. But he wouldn't. And then a year later, his family is like, Whoosh. everyone's, and it's just a mess. Amen. I'm preaching this because 
You're the most, some of the most precious people in the entire world. Amen. And, and we've got to be in control of our lives. We've, we've got to be in control, amen, of our internet uses. We, we've got to be in control, amen, of our in influences in our lives so that the Holy Ghost can keep us pure and right before God. Amen. We've got to be what God has called us to be. Amen. This is a message, if you want to make it about something, it's about ministry. And I'll show you why. The, the word anointing, we sing anointing, fall on me, and I like the song. But the anointing is something very specific. It started in the Old Testament, Exodus 29, verse 21. Take some blood from the altar and some of the anointing oil, sprinkle it on Aaron, his garments, his sons, and then uh, their garments will be consecrated. Okay, so they would be anointed with oil and they would be consecrated. Then in Exodus 40, take the anointing, verse 9, take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle, everything in it, right, and all the furnitures, and it will be holy, right? And holy means consecrated. And so there's two parts of the word anointing. In the Hebrew, it means the smearing of oil. Well, that's easy, right? To be anointed means you got to be smeared with oil. And secondly, it means set apart. Right? Why does it mean that? Because, okay, if they had PV speakers in the Old Testament, if they had them, which I don't think they did, but if they used them in the temple, they would smear it with oil, and then they would separate it. It's like you can't play whatever. You can't play that on this. You can only play what's for, for the temple use, right? You, 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 this is anointed. We put, we smear it with oil and now you can't put anything else on it, right? Only stuff that's used for God's stuff, right? And so that's what the anointing means. It means smeared with oil and separated, Anointing, fall on me, and like, you should be like walking around away from stuff. <laughs> fall on me, anointing, right? Because literally, there is no anointing without separation. But this is what happens. This is what happens. We come. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm meddling. Is this okay? Okay. We come. Oh, anointing, fall on me. Jesus, and he touches us. Then we're like, we go home and just, it's like we... Okay, I'm just going to say, we just watch whatever we want and do whatever we want, and who cares, right? So what happens, we get anointed, anointing, no separation. Anointing, no separation. Anointing, no separation, right? And so you get a bunch of people filled with the Holy Ghost that are not even this much happier than their neighbors. I'm so sorry. I didn't even mean to or want to go here. But I'm in the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. We, and, and again, I'm not being mean. I'm not a, a, a clothesline preacher. But I will tell you this. Amen. If I, as a human being, amen, let the presence and the anointing of God fall on me. And then I start making steps 
in my life discipline steps that says, okay, I'm not drinking that, and I'm not doing that, and I'm not saying that, and I'm not watching that. All of a sudden, as I make those steps of consecration, then I literally have made it's my vessel able to hold the anointing so it doesn't just pour out of me. And I can hold it, and I can spread it, and it can flow in my life. Amen. Everything that God wants to use, he wants to consecrate. And I remember in the other building when I was a teenager, and as God began to call me to be a preacher, amen, and I was down praying, and God, I was like, God, I want your anointing. And he said, okay, I want this. God, there's not even any scripture for that. I know, but I want it. Okay, God, I'll give you that. And then the next time it's, okay, I'm hungry. I want the anointing. I want you to use my life. You see, every level of anointing required consecration. He said, take up your cross and follow me. And then you'll be my disciples. You want to be used by God? There's enough ministry in the house that all of you can be laying hands on the sick. Amen. That all of you can be ministering in the nine gifts of the Spirit in full operation in the body of Christ. Amen. But it takes a church that's sensitive to the Holy Ghost. It takes individuals that are consecrated. Amen. Second Corinthians 6. I love this. Verse 16 to 18, what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. We are the temple of the living God. Amen. In, verse, in the same verse, I will be their God and they will be my people. Amen. We are the temple. We are anointed. And then that vessel is used for God's incredible purpose. That's so cool. Imagine being a container of the essence of God, the glory of the Almighty God. That's you and that's me. Separation. Amen. Don't disconnect with people, but disconnect with this world. Amen. Don't disconnect with your neighbors. Don't become mean and judgmental. Amen. But put some perimeters to your life and say, God, I want to be used by you and I'm willing to pay the price to be used by you. Amen. There's some people here that are used mightily by God and that nobody knows it. And you say, I come back and I'm the missionary and that's cool. But there's people that will be ahead of me in this church because they're prayer warriors, right? When you get to heaven, They'll say, move over, missionary. You wouldn't be here without this little old lady that interceded and prayed in the Spirit. Amen? And so the anointing of God uh, 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 and your separation brings you to this place where you can be mightily, mightily used by God. Amen? I want to stop here, but I am seeing the transformation in people's lives like I have never before. And I can't believe I'm able to say this, but I've been a pastor for 31 years, and I'm seeing what I've longed to see. And the, Lord, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm going to speed it up. You're going to reach people. They're going to become disciples. 
and then I'm going to empower them in their ministry so they can reach people and make disciples and empower them. And I'm going to, he said, I'm going to speed up the process. That which in my ministry took years, where someone comes in, takes forever, baby steps to get them here. And I'm seeing literally God speed it up so that we have people in the church less than a year, less than a year, that while I'm here, I'm getting texts from a guy that's, that's um, came in the church, got baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, and read the Bible through in two months. I've never done that. <laughs> in two months, read the Bible through. We fed him David Bernard books. He's read like stacks of books and in just a few months. Been in the church a year and sit down with me and, and said, I want to know how to walk in the anointing because he's got a call of God to be a preacher. And God is already using him, this young man, in the church. I know like Elisha in the church just less than a year and Gracia uh, uh, three years and, and the list goes on. Amen. Of young men and young women that God is bringing in the church out of the deepest levels of sin and transforming them and changing them. And God is doing it so quickly. I'm going to stop, but I get, I, when I tell stories, it, I get, it makes it longer. You get excited when the laptop closes. That's just the beginning. No, it's not. I'm done. I'm done. But I remember a, quite a while ago, we were in Scotland, and I teaching at the Bible school in Scotland, and I preached on a, on a Wednesday night for, for Brother Kelly, the pastor there at that time. And there was a young man that walked in halfway through service and uh, never been to any church that I know of before, had no connection whatsoever. And came down to the altar, was filled with the Holy Ghost, and didn't know what the Holy Ghost was. And so they sat down and talked to him about five minutes and explained. He said, oh, great, then I want to be baptized. How can I do that? And so we, they baptized him in Jesus' name. And he left there and went back to the dormitories um, and uh, called the next day and said, is it wrong for me to sleep with my girlfriend? Because I've never... Is, would that, is that weird? Because I can't. And that's the only reason why I can think that it would be wrong is because last night I got baptized. He had never even heard the concept that you have to be married. <laughs> never even heard of it. It's like, really? But God says no. Amen. That is, the, that is the power. Can we stand together? That is the power of this Holy Ghost anointing that is in this room, amen, that we felt throughout this service. The glory of God, when you, when you let it flow and let it move in your lives, it shakes people. It changes people. Amen, as they drive up the hill to this church building, amen, it, it gets a hold of them. Your friendly face, you, your love and, 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 and compassion for them will draw them in. But the anointing of God that comes from your consecration is what will change them so very quickly.
Amen. I, I live in the Netherlands, and it's, it's just a 19-hour drive to get to the Ukraine border. And uh, when Russia unloosed uh, a missile that hit the largest, it hit the largest nuclear plant in all of Europe. And uh, they aimed it. It was on purpose. But it was just a few feet away from disaster. It hit it and did lots of damage. But if it had have destroyed it, they said it would be more than ten times greater in damage than Chernobyl. Amen. Our world is just, and most likely I wouldn't be here today because I was in the Netherlands at the time. Just a few feet. We, we are so close to the end. Amen. We're the church of the living God. It's time for us to be crazy for Jesus. It's time for us to be an assessors and men and women that walk in the Spirit, that know who we are. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.